In today's episode, we learn a little bit about positional poly from my book, Postflop Online Poker. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi, and I really do appreciate that you downloaded this episode and that you're spending a little bit of study time with me. If it's your first time here, of course, welcome to the show. Uh, this is going to be a pretty good example of what you normally hear in uh, most of these podcast episodes, just talking strategy, especially online poker type stuff. And if you are back for more, welcome back. I appreciate your uh, returning ear holes. So if you enjoy this episode and if you learn something from it that you can take to the felt, please share it with a friend. You just have to send them to smartpokerstudy.com slash positional poly. One word, positional poly. Polly. That is who we are talking about today. Uh, positional Polly is, I guess, a character or a player within my newest book called Post Flop Online Poker. Um, the book is now available in PDF and audiobook forms on my website and in Kindle on Amazon. And breaking news, this just in, I actually recorded uh, this episode earlier in the week, and so I just found out that it's available in paperback as well on Amazon now. So if you want that physical copy in your hands that you could take notes, you could scribble on, you could circle things, highlight, underline stuff, get that paperback version. Now, back to the podcast. And I want to give a quick little shout out to some wonderful poker peeps who've already picked up the book and they let me know. Dale Silver, Eric Anderson, Mark Fleming, Carrie, Carlos Contreras, Brian McPherson, Gabriel Boyley, Tracy Ekdahl, Scott Hollingsworth, Greg Carter, Russ Beaudry, and Bud Kincaid. Thank you all so very much for picking up the book within its first week of release. I appreciate it. And if you do pick it up, let me know. Send me an email, sky at thepokerforge.com, and please leave a review on Amazon. Let me know of your review, and I'll read it on the podcast like I'm going to do right now with William Young's review. He gave me five stars on Amazon, and he said, huge improvement in my game. And this is what he said within the body of the, the review. If you follow the strategies and action steps laid out in this book, you will become a winning online player. I have learned how to effectively hand read and make much more profitable bets. I no longer put myself in hard to navigate unprofitable situations. If you take your time and really absorb the content of the book and follow the action steps, you will see a huge improvement in your game. Well, thank you so much for that, William. I really do appreciate it. And I love how you really hit upon following the action steps because that truly is a critical aspect of improving poker. And that's why in post-flop online poker, I have 55 different action steps for you right there. So if you want to figure out how you can pick up post-flop online poker for yourself, just go to today's show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash positional poly. And speaking of poly, let's go ahead and get to her. So Throughout the book, I have different sections, or I have this one type of section called a player spotlight. We talk about Nitty Nancy, Fishy Frank, Wally the Whale, Lag Larry, and lastly, Positional Polly. Now, we talk about po uh, Positional Polly in the Out of Position C-Bets chapter. So what you're about to hear is my description of Positional Polly. I talk about her player tendencies and some information that we can understand about her via her HUD. So... There are going to be, I'm going to be spouting off a few different numbers in this little audio right here, um, like HUD stats and pop-up statistics and stuff. So it might be a little hard to follow along when I'm just spouting out numbers, right? You might have to pause and kind of think about what that number means. But to help you out, in the show notes page, there's a few different images there 
which relate to positional poly. The first is her HUD. The second is her full to see bet pop-up. And the third is a specific hand that we're going to talk about um, as we analyze Polly's play. We're going to talk about one specific hand where she raises our bluff C-bet. Alrighty, let's see what we can understand about positional Polly and if we can make some player exploits using what we know about her. Gambate! This is damn exciting stuff. Player Spotlight on Positional Polly Positional Polly is a semi-loose aggressive winning player meaning her stats are right in between tight aggressive and loose aggressive play. She understands the value of position and seems to enjoy putting you in tough spots by calling you pre-flop with a post-flop positional advantage. How do you know Polly loves using position against you? Well, if you look at figure 50 in the images page, that is her HUD readout. You've played over 4,000 hands with Polly. She's a 21-17 player, so she's a semi-lag player, and positional awareness is a hallmark of semi-lags. A quick glance at her raise-first-in stats by position verifies this. 14% in the EP, 17% in the MP, 27% in the cutoff, and 40% on the button. Polly folds to steals a total of 74% of the time, but much less often when in the big blind versus a small blind steal. At only 55%, she does not give up her position easily versus a small blind steal. Looking at her 2-bet then fold a 3-bet stat, she folds about half the time versus 3-bets after making that 2-bet. It's at 51%. Now viewing this stat, in position versus out of position in a pop-up, she folds in position only 42% and out of position a little more frequently at 59%. Now thinking about her showdown hands, you've paid attention and you've taken notes on the ways that she plays different hands and you've seen showdowns that indicate she's positionally aware. For example, you've seen her calling with a jack-high hand and no draw on the flop, then betting as a bluff on the turn when her opponent checked. Before c-betting from out of position against any player, develop a plan for their response by looking at the fold to c-bet pop-up first. This is going to show you positional c-bet related stats to help you plan. If you look at figure 51 on the images page, you'll see Polly's pop-up. First off, Polly's fold to flop c-bet stats clearly show she doesn't like to fold when in position. It's only 49% versus 75% when out of position. The same pattern holds true for the turn, 50% versus 80%. Next, Polly also has a tendency of bluff raising versus c-bets when in position. It's 14% on the flop and 13% on the turn. However, when she's out of position, she only check raises 7% on the flop and 0% on the turn. You must believe her out of position check raises because she probably only does it with two pair or better. Lastly, she calls c-bets on the flop and turn much more frequently when in position. 37% and 38% versus out of position at 18% and 20%. Understanding each player just as well as you now understand Polly is the key to pulling off more successful out of position c-bets. Polly raises the bluff c-bet. You can see a screenshot of this hand in figure 54, where hero bluff c-bets two-thirds pot and faces a well-sized raise. Here are the hand details. Hero open raises to three big blinds with pocket fives. Polly calls, and the blinds fold. The flop pot is 7.5 big blinds, and the seven of diamonds, jack of spades, 
Three of clubs hits the board. It's a hard-to-hit board, so Hero makes the two-thirds pot bluff C-bet. Polly wastes no time in raising roughly 2.75x. Thinking players like Polly do not often raise willy-nilly just to see where they're at. Players throw out initial bets for many reasons. Value, bluff, testing the waters just to be aggressive, they don't want to show weakness, etc. Polly's raise means she's thought about her options and has specifically chosen to go for more value or to bluff you off your hand. Regardless of whether or not you were bluffing or value c-betting, you made a plan before you c-bet for how you would respond to a raise. Remember, this is step four in the four steps for effective c-bets. Well, she made the raise, so it's time for you to respond with your pre-planned decision to fold, call, or re-raise. But before you make your play, have a thought about the size of her raise. This is additional information that you didn't have before, which could provide an insight into the strength of her hand and may cause you to change your planned reaction. Before she chose her raise size, she had to consider the size of your c-bet. Most players take larger bets more seriously. Players like Polly pay attention to your sizing. She can assume you mean business when you size a c-bet at her pain threshold. So you must put more strength behind her raise over your two-thirds pot c-bet. The larger her raise, and the larger your initial bet, the greater strength you can put behind her play, or the more determined she is to get you to fold. Min raises of twice the size of your c-bet are very common and can often signify either a strong hand or quite often a bluff. If you've seen Polly bluff with this size in the past, then you can put bluffs in her range and respond appropriately by re-raise bluffing her or calling with a hand ahead of her bluffing range. Never call a raise with a c-bet bluffing hand when you think your opponent is bluff raising. Calling just bloats the pot and gives her position on another street. If you show weakness by calling her raise, then checking on the turn, you're gonna face another bet. Get out now by folding your c-bet bluff or stick it back in her face with a three-bet re-raise bluff. Choose a size that hits her pain threshold, around two and a half times her raise or higher. Make sure she can find a fold first by looking at her stack size and the pot size to gauge her pot commitment. If her raise size already commits her to the pot, then your bluff re-raise is much less likely to work. As c-bet raises get larger, in the 2.5 to 3.5x range, then it's more likely Polly's going for value. Before you respond with a call or raise, you must list the hands that she's making her raise with. This is important because sometimes you get into spots with top pair top kicker, like holding ace-jack on jack-9-8, and all you think is, I've got top pair top kicker, it's time to get it in! Failing to consider the hands your opponent is raising with is what leads to huge mistakes and lost stacks. So getting back to the hand, remember the flop came down jack-7-3 rainbow, you c-bet two-thirds pot with pocket fives. Polly raised you 2.75x. Here is Hero's read on Polly's raise. Hero purposefully chose a two-thirds pot size in order to hit Polly's pain threshold on this dry, hard-to-hit board of jack-7-3 rainbow, so he gives her credit for a strong hand. Her raise size of 2.75x is even more indicative of her raising for value. Her raise c-bet when in position is only 14%. She's capable of bluff raising, but with that larger 2.75x sizing, it's unlikely she's bluffing. Polly's range doesn't hit many sets, 
and it can't even hit any over pairs. But if Hero wants to bluff Polly off her hand, it's going to cost him at least 25 additional big blinds to even come near her pain threshold. Hero chalks this up to a failed bluff and simply folds his third pocket pair bluffing hand. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash positional poly. Go there and you can see the screenshots for today, listen to this audio, see how you can purchase my newest book, Post Flop Online Poker. Once again, available in PDF and audiobook on my website and then in a Kindle version from Amazon. If you enjoyed what you heard here, I dive deeper into those other player types that I talked about before, and we use our understanding of them to exploit them in various hand examples throughout the book. Alrighty, once again, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be. 